0: Hello, you're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana.
1: And I'm Simone Laws with Restore or Retreat. Hello.
0: Hi, Simone. Good to be back.
1: Yeah, yeah. It feels. It always feels like we haven't been in here in a while.
0: It's been a busy uh, week last week. We were out on the coast filming, you know, a lot going on. Yeah.
1: So, this week alone, I've been to uh, Buras, Port Fouchon, and Baton Rouge, and the week's not over yet. So, how about <laughs> you, too? You've been some crazy. Yeah,
0: places. I've been around. I mean, well, last week, you know, it was basically sunrise to sunset uh, filming literally. trips, literally. Yeah. Um, we were out at, at kind of Kokodry at a LumCon. Um, Dr. Alex Holker, who we've had on the show, um, showed us around there. We went out to Whiskey Island to see, um, you know, the re- restoration site that CPRA is doing there, and it's really just impressive and beautiful, massive. Um, and then the next day, we were actually out in the Atchafalaya Basin and kind of seeing Wax Lake Delta and all of that. So. Um, really beautiful, um, you know, just amazing to be out there and kind of see things firsthand.
1: Again, uh, really kind of funny. You're touring the coast in such beautiful weather, right? Yeah. Anything to get out the office? Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) has nothing to do with the fact that it's so nice out, um, right now and cooler, but yeah, November is a great time to to be out on the coast. So
1: we were talking before the show, you, you also did a planting. (laughs)
0: That's right. So um, I've mentioned my rugby team, the Crescent City Ruguru, um, before, but we actually went out. We had a group of about twenty of us on the team, um, probably fifty total for the day, and we were out planting trees, um, in Manshack with the Coalition for Coast of Louisiana and Lake Pontchartrain Basin found- Foundation. It was a great day, beautiful weather. Um, probably my team alone planted about one hundred twenty-five trees. Oh. Wow. Um, And then the group in total planted about 600.
1: So for your team, is it what they thought it was going to (laughs) be?
0: I told them they're... Prepared to get muddy, and yeah, you know, we literally okay had people, yeah. uh <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, we're used to getting muddy, but uh people like you know, getting their boots stuck in the mud, falling <laughs> over. But everyone had a really good attitude about it. Was very excited. Really, really enjoyed being out there. Had they been to um, that area
1: before? No, or?
0: not at all. You know, I and, know
1: you spent some time there, ben, yeah. You?
0: you know, and I think uh, obviously, people, if you're driving between New Orleans and Baton Rouge, you kind of see some mm. of these places, or if you're on I-55. But to actually be out and see it firsthand, yeah, and then right. say like, "Wow," you know. I'm I'm going to help plant trees to restore this area it's such an amazing experience and one that you know they're ready to get back out and do it again so we um we're just really grateful for the opportunity with um coalition restore coastal louisiana and i can't recommend it highly and more highly enough. So
1: was it um easier or harder than your first real game that you've had to, have uh, to play that's
0: a good question uh I would say it was... It probably required more stamina, but it was less bruising. Good answer. Good answer.
1: So what are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, today we're so excited to have um, representatives from the St. Bernard Parish Coastal Division on the show. Obviously... Um, Saint Bernard Parish coastal issues is is front and center there, just like in many parishes across our coast. Um, And we want to talk to them just about that experience, their 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 jobs, what they do day to day, but also highlight a really great event that's coming up, um, cook off for the coast.
1: So, have we determined if it's okay for me, the outsider, to call it the parish or not, or the parish? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see at the end of the
0: show. Yeah,
1: like I need to get certified to be able to say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well. We chime in now. Yeah, cool. <laughs> let's oh welcome our guest, Chuck. <laughs> All right, so we have again from the Saint Bernard <laughs> Parish uh, Coastal Division, John Lane, coastal manager, and Jerry Graves, coastal advisor. Welcome to Delta Dispatches. Hey, thanks for having us.
1: <laughs> Thank Glad you. Glad to be here. So is this? Um, so I have to go through the whole show to determine if I pass the test or not, or no? Yeah,
2: we're gonna. Uh, uh, we'll see how you do. Yeah, <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll, I'll, I'll still. i still always have that Homa accent. Never have. Well, to,
0: that doesn't hurt. Okay. It doesn't help you. I can <laughs> promise. Well, you. Simone, I will say I actually talked talk to Simone after the um, CPRA board meeting that was at Shawmet High School, yeah. and she said it was one of the best board meetings she's ever attended. That y'all rolled no, out the red carpet. Y'all yeah. like, so had
1: breakfast and lunch. We're
0: and, ext- yeah, we're extremely proud of that.
1: Music and yeah. the best seats by the way, you've sat through many a CRA yes. meeting, I know, and it's like very uncomfortable. We've, and, we've and actually
2: got no money left to do any kind of cultural <laughs> restoration
1: because of it. Well, it actually was a really great way to show off the school and, and, and the it fact was. that y'all have some of those resources. It was awesome. We're the really proud were of it. Yeah, you know, icing on the cake. We're so.
2: really proud of what we uh, what we put on and showing everybody what we have to offer down there, and particularly the school. Mm-hmm. That facility is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and amazing. we wanted to showcase it, and I think people really got a good impression of what St. Bernard has, what we where we are right now, back from coming back from Hurricane Katrina, and uh, our school system is. Outstanding. The Talk facilities about, like, set are amazing. The yeah, you know? absolutely. So CBRA
1: does this road show where they go different places, and, and, and even it, poor St. Mary, who had it after that, day, yeah. they never had breakfast. Yeah. Tough, tough act to follow. Yes. They, had yes. like, they had like their little food display well, and stuff. So for,
3: for the record, that. Morgan City did have donuts. <laughs> okay. But that's what the people of St.
2: Bonneville Parish want. When you come to our home, yeah, yeah. we're going to welcome you and we're going to put on a great show and make sure everyone has a great time. And that's what we were trying to accomplish. And I think yeah. we did that.
1: Mission accomplished. Great mm. job, guys. So let's. Tell us a little bit about each one of yourselves. Like, just tell us about your background and, okay. and that kind of stuff. Well,
2: you know, we, well, I guess we're here to talk about Coastal Restoration, and I am completely new to this. I
1: heard you can talk basketball, too, though, right? Well,
2: no. And, <laughs> you heard the laugh. I can. I don't know how good it is, but, but I'm completely new to this. I've been in this about two years now, and uh, I've gotten a lot of help from Jerry and uh, President McGinnis. But my background is marketing and sales, and I was in private business as well. So when when Guy got in office, he wanted to try and bring kind of a sales pitch mm-hmm. and a marketing aspect, aspect to too, yeah yeah. There's a lot of money being you know mm-hmm. thrown around here mm-hmm. and involved, and we need to bring that money and, and market it on and show why we deserve it, and mm-hmm. and that was kind of the whole angle for Guy having me involved. Uh, on the other hand, we bring in Jerry and Captain George Ricks, who has the knowledge and the background Mm and has been involved in coastal uh, restoration for a long, long period of time.
1: So Jerry, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah. So I I really come from a public policy background and I, I spent about 10 years working in the public sector. Um, in 2015, I started my own firm Mm -hmm. and one of the first contracts that I signed was with St. Bernard Parish to come back and work with the coastal office. Um, I I serve basically more of a program management role Mm -hmm. supporting what John does and, um, we spend a lot of our days sort of shaking all those money trees. <laughs> uh, there are so many different buckets of money that are out there now, which is a really good problem to have. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> making sure that the parish is sort of plugged into all of those pots. Yeah. And, and they're make,
1: all different, right? You know, some you can are. only spend on this, some you can spend right. on that. But right. I yeah. appreciate that, mm-hmm. that you have to know where it is and you have to be able to make the pitch for whichever pot of money that is.
3: Absolutely. So we're trying to make the most of our opportunities. I've been around long enough to remember the days where there was not a lot of funding for coastal restoration mm-hmm. activities. And now it's almost an embarrassment of riches because there are so many opportunities. Um, so working with the parish to prioritize those things, Shake those money trees and start implementation. Uh, that's really what we've been focused on so far.
0: And, and uh, John, I can really appreciate what you're saying in terms of that mix of kind of, you know, the business sense, the marketing, the outreach and the science, right? And I think, you know, we certainly appreciate that in our organizations that you need so much of the work is, you know, science driven, policy driven, but it's people that are affected by it and, you know, people that are, you know, needing to engage and understand it. So um, it's just so important to have kind of the, the dual uh, aspects. Without a
2: doubt, Uh, you know, St. Bernard Parish is a huge fishing community and seafood industry, and we attack coastal restoration as a whole entire community. It's not just one department. So we really listen to what our fishermen have to say and the impacts that that may come from any kind of restoration. Mm -hmm. So we're in touch with all those guys. We're trying to, you know, relay their message, our message. So it's a big community effort that we've got going on there.
0: So tell us what is um, you know a typical day like for either of you in the uh, coastal division? Are you out often? Kind of um, in the marshes? Do you take as many field trips <laughs> as I do. Um, well, do have we any try. Any yeah. Yeah. We try
1: to. Yeah. Yes, we we try
2: to. We had a couple of this this week actually. You know, it's it, it's funny because a lot of times, you know, what we want to go do and get out there in the field. The majority of the time is we're you know we're sending emails, we're working, we're yeah. grinding, and we're trying to do. It's not easy we're trying to touch as many people as we can mm-hmm. to try and find those resources. But the other hand is we're out there in the field talking to the fishermen, getting their concerns, collecting propagules for mangroves. <laughs> and it all sounds like a lot of fun, but until you get volunteers out there,
3: right. they yeah. realize, that, yeah. you know, it, it's a different game. So we're involved with a lot of stuff. You, you, you almost never know where we're going to be. And this is really confusing to my children because <laughs> sometimes they wake up in the morning and, and Papa's wearing um, a shirt and tie. Sometimes they wake up and I'm packing up hip boots into my truck. <laughs> Your kids should talk to my kids. Yeah. There's so. a really nice combination of field work and policy work and uh, grant applications and community outreach. Yeah. And we we try to run the gamut.
0: Well, I guess you're pretty popular probably then for career day at the schools, (laughs) right? When you can talk about all that. So we're about to head into a break, but I definitely want to talk more about, you know, some of the volunteer opportunities and other stuff that's going on, but also this event. So we'll be right back Um, after the break. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. At Audubon we believe that where birds thrive people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science education and policy Audubon Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems focusing on birds other wildlife and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the earth's
1: in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org.
0: And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. Available online at DeltaDispatches.org. Um, we are here with the uh, St. Bernard Parish Coastal Division, um, John Lane, who's the coastal manager, and Jerry Graves, coastal advisor. Um, before the break, we were just talking about you know what the typical day is like. But um, John, I know you mentioned um, you know sort of the progress that's happened in St. Bernard and really kind of uh, uh, you know almost like a renaissance since Hurricane Katrina. You, we have. Grocery stores open up and the school is just the showcase of of, you know, education. Um, Tell us a little bit about, you know, obviously so many of our areas, but St. Bernard was so hardest hit by Hurricane Katrina and Rita. Um, How has it been since then, last 10, 12 years? And and what has been the progress that you've seen um, since Katrina?
2: Yeah, well, we're uh, every day is getting better and we're growing and we're growing and we're seeing property values right now that are just, you know, going through the roof. Uh, we've got an arts district in Araby that is just skyrocketing. We've got homes popping up everywhere and beautiful homes. It's a great place for a young family to come start.
1: Yeah, I love some start of that, out. those commercials recently. Like yeah. I love that about the sounds. Okay. I, like I love that. And then why would I not live so close to downtown and not have to deal with downtown? So I love that. You guys are It's literally so well- close. Yeah, right.
2: yeah, we kind of <laughs> slipped that in a little bit. But, you know, one of the things, though, is... You know, down the eastern end of the parish is what we call down the road. Mm-hmm. And if you've if you've been to Saint Bernard, there's up the road, and there's down the road. So we're going to talk about down the down road. Uh, I'm, I'm writing this down. Yeah, from you want to be if you test. exactly quiz at the end of the <laughs> show. Exactly. If you want to be an honorary Saint Bernardian, you got to know the difference between <laughs> up the road and down the road. So what's happened was we've had a you know a big communities in down in in uh, Delacroix, but since the storm, those guys have kind of got wiped out. So now they live within the levee district. But it's still not home for those guys, even though they're in St. Bernard mm-hmm. Parish. Their life, their community, you know, their generational, that's gone for mm-hmm. them. Uh, there's an influx of a lot of camps and commercial and, uh, recreational fishermen. And look, that's great for us. But those guys seem a mile away. So we're kind of concentrating on doing some resiliency down in, uh, in the Delacro area, particularly. And uh, we got a lot of traction there. We're elevating the road uh we've got uh, a corporate project that's in the mix right now uh we're working on a bunch of different things we're really excited about that um that's one of the things but overall the parish is growing we're the fifth fastest growing parish in the uh i saw that yeah there was a
0: recent report that came out that showed that yeah Mm -hmm.
3: yeah uh yeah on that note you know I come from a background in urban planning, and one of the the sort of sexy buzzwords over the past 10 years or so has been resilience. And I really think that you have to look no further than eastern St. Bernard and communities like Mm Delacroix, which have really been a picture of resilience, not in a way that's measured in years or even decades, but really centuries. Um, You were talking about a community that's dealt with land loss, um, where they used to raise cattle and they had to adjust to the fisheries. Uh, They used to do trapping and for a number of reasons they had to adjust and so now of course we're, we're dealing with relative sea level rise uh, climate change etc um, of course tropical weather events and so this is really a continuation of uh, centuries of mm-hmm. resilience in saint bernard parish and i feel that one of the charges um, uh, for john and i is uh, promoting coastal restoration activities uh in a way that continues that legacy and uh, really perpetuates this community that's been around since the late 1700s mm-hmm. and We're, that's really important to
2: us. We've been a resilience
3: <laughs>
0: uh, community before Katrina. Right? Yeah. <laughs> before the, the resilience buzzword, buzzword came exactly. about. Yeah, yeah so you, that's true. Jerry,
1: you, you mentioned that you have a background in urban planning right so yes. you at you know, right? Um, yes. Yeah so do you still teach?
3: I, I do, but not at UNO. I'm at Tulane. At
1: Tulane, mm-hmm. and, okay. And not in
3: planning. I actually teach emergency management, Oh, which is another area where we discuss yeah, resilience mm-hmm. uh, and disaster risk reduction and other similar yeah, and concepts. And applicable just pre- preparedness. Do, yes. You know, I mean,
0: it's so... For the most part, we were fortunate this hurricane season, you know, although obviously so many places across the Gulf were devastated, but, you know, just with each, you know, coming season, you just have to be prepared and ready. And And, and I think public information, public awareness, um, you know, the resources available to people. We've had, um, you know, representatives from GOSEP on the show prior to talk about that have just really improved so much and just with technology yeah, as they well. they really kind of
1: go hand in hand, right? Like Absolutely. you got to plan for it and then you got to be able to react to it. And, and like I said, that's kind of both part of the St. Bernard story moving forward, We're right? We're getting pretty yeah. good at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
0: Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the projects that you guys really focus on. Um, obviously, you know, you mentioned the, the funding sources that are available and, and the coastal master plan that outlines various projects. Um, what about, you know, the Chandelure Islands, right? That is that a project? The rest, uh, CPRA is done a lot to restore various barrier islands around the coast, especially in Terrebonne and Lafourche. Um, tell us a little bit about the Chandelure Islands, what happened there, and, and what uh, kind of is the plan to restore them?
2: Well, I'll start and you can finish, Jerry. So... Obviously, it's our first line of defense, and if you ask the majority of people in St. Bernard Parish, that's where we need to begin, is the chandelier. Uh, We had just put a proposal together for a $3.5 million project to uh, uh, fencing and revegetation on the chandelier islands from there to money. So that has been proposed. We're hoping we get some traction with that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, our fingers are crossed. But uh, that's where we kind of stand right now. We wish there was more uh, focus through the master plan for the chandelier. Unfortunately, there isn't uh, for whatever reasons. But we feel that, you know, that's our first line of defense and maybe building outside in is the way we should go. Uh, and, and so hopefully we could start here with the, uh, you know, the fencing and the uh, rate mm-hmm. vegetation to try and get that keep that island intact, which is so important mm-hmm. and to uh, St. Bernard Parish.
3: Yeah, John is right. There's a, there's a pretty substantial population that lives outside of the levee system. And so any sort of discussion involving hurricane protection, they're not interested in levees because they're living mm-hmm. outside of that. Mm-hmm. They're really interested in the barrier islands. Right. And so uh, I, I guess making uh, lemons with lemonade, we know that the CPRA is sort of risk adverse when it comes to um, investing in large scale dredging projects out on the barrier islands. So we've put together a smaller scale project that's really focused on fencing and vegetation. Uh, We know that a lot of sediment was dredged up for the emergency berm that was done in response to the BP oil spill. And so we feel that this, this fencing and vegetation would sort of capitalize on that by providing a means by which some of that sediment may be trapped and regenerate into the islands themselves.
1: So what kind of plants would you vegetate it with? We were talking about some plants during the break, too. Oh, goodness, I
3: can barely pronounce (laughs) that. There's a few different scales. There's some more grassy materials that would be sort of on the outside. And then, of course, things like black mangroves on the dunes themselves. And there's some other aquatic vegetation that would be planted on the back marsh. And, of course, the sand fencing being laid out to sort of hold the whole thing together. And so, uh, you know, if the state is not going to fund the large-scale dredging projects, we don't necessarily agree with that, but we understand but we want to do what we can in the meantime, and we're really hoping that this NERDA project will get funded so we can do that.
2: Keep in mind, if you know, if we get the unfavorable wind in the wrong direction, we'd get water on the road mm-hmm. down there in the Wycloski and Shell Beach area that we've never seen before in such a great fashion that comes up so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to see. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: and because of lack of defenses. That's and, exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. We
2: attribute it to that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, that's something that we're seeing across the coast, right? Just with mm-hmm. some of these communities that maybe they flooded during hurricanes, but now it's like high tides, high winds, and, exactly and you're right. getting we're that vulnerable, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, you know, talk a lot about. I want to talk about the cook off for the coast when we come back, and also again get into some of these volunteer opportunities. We just we're having so much information to talk uh, to you guys about. Where can people go to learn more about, you know, Saint Bernard Coastal Division, Saint Bernard Coastal issues? Sweater, yeah, Facebook, all of that.
2: What you got? <laughs> Well, Saint Bernard Parish uh, STB.net. Uh, you can click on our homepage and then go to the coastal department, and you'll see uh, our entire, all our plans, all our documents, and uh, you get a pretty good idea of what we're all about on that uh, on that site.
0: Awesome. Well, we will be right back with Jerry, John Lean and Jerry Graves, Saint Bernard Coastal Division, right after the break. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. All right, you're... We're back. Uh, you're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Bear with Audubon, Louisiana.
1: And I'm Simone Malos with Restore Retreat. We should have like a whole other sideline um, podcast on what happens during the break.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think some people do that. It's like after the show yeah, or during yeah. the break. And have some great conversation. Good conversations.
1: So Jerry, John, just repeat everything you told me. <laughs> you
0: so I think it's time for the fun question. And yeah. this also might be a test for Simone, whether you get your parish card. Oh, not Lord. okay, okay. all with. right you have one meal left that you can eat at rocky and carlos what would it be
2: i got one meal left at rocky and carlos well he his,
1: i like how he repeats that to his, buy here's the, the great
2: count. thing about rocky and carlos it's never one meal <laughs> <laughs> you're always coming home with leftovers yeah, that's true so, <laughs> that's true so, if that was a trick question <laughs> good, answer. good answer good <laughs> answer that would have gotten me yes yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get anybody you ask you going to get different opinions on on rockies of what to eat there i'm a I'm a veal cutlet guy. No, I'll always good. be a veal cutlet guy. So that's my answer, veal cutlet.
3: <laughs> Jerry, let's hear. First of all, true story. We had a veal cutlet sandwich for breakfast at Rocky's <laughs> at
0: oh my God. at 8 o'clock
3: that's, before yes. we went to Hopedale. That is what we ate.
0: I'm sure story. you're still fueled from Did it, you come come on, too. Right? I haven't Did eaten It yeah. just
1: comes on a regular.
0: <laughs> comes to, well, yeah. Well,
2: they're not really open. We just had a little meeting there and yeah. stuff. And he like, yeah, do and, they make it? To, all right. Baked macaroni, red gravy, or brown gravy? Uh, on my, here's the thing. On my baked macaroni, I like the red gravy. On my veal color, I like the brown.
0: That's a good answer. Simone, have you been a rocking Carlos? you just lost the call you can forget uh, about uh, it. We uh, get no. it we can make we can make <laughs> some <laughs> comments. Right.
1: I'm not gonna lie it's pretty intimidating like you know wait, whatever you just said was just like oh my god we'll order like, for yeah. you just yeah. show up okay yeah. I'm sure I'm right.
0: for that there we go sure. well we'll do a, a show <laughs> on the road alright Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to finish talking about some projects So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Biloxi Marsh a little bit and then um, and then maybe we'll talk about the event okay so let's talk about some Oyster Reef stuff y'all got going on
2: You know, we went out there to the Living Shoreline a a few weeks back. Um, We were out there collecting um, some mangrove propagules, and we passed the Living Shoreline. And I I would say the Living Shoreline's been out there for, I guess, about a year now. It's been been completed for about about a year. It is chock full of oysters. Wow. And I actually told um, Mr. Bradbury that it was out there. Uh, and I know we've we've expressed interest to uh, Mr. Malanson or uh, Dr. Malanson mm-hmm. to go out mm-hmm. there and see. We were pleasantly surprised that the product that was out there is chock full of voices. and it was just absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Actually, Jerry took one
3: home and left it in his truck, and regretted it ever since. True story. True story, it didn't smell good. after
1: <laughs> <laughs> Two days when it was 95 degrees, it was bad. You kids did not like that day of or... <laughs> So we
2: think it's working out there. We really do. And it's, uh, you know, there's navigational aids out there. We've asked for that. Mm-hmm. That's out there. Uh, it's doing what it's supposed to do, and we couldn't be happier. Uh, we're actually see a lot. We'd like to see a lot more of it out there, actually.
0: That's great. And, I mean, obviously, we've talked about the importance of um, you know, artificial reefs for you know reducing wave action and you know pr- like for the the habitat it provides. So it, it provides so many benefits, um, and that's that's great to see the successes. So let's talk a little bit about how people can get involved directly and help um, restore areas in and around Saint Bernard Parish. So I know you all do a lot of tree plantings. We were talking about tree plantings earlier and just how. Um, you know, important they are and, and a great way to get out and, and understand these issues and really give back if, you know, people feel like they can't do a lot themselves, but they really can. So tell us a little bit about those opportunities, where you do the plantings, what, you know, you plant, and then how people can uh, get involved and volunteer.
2: Yeah, well, like I said earlier, I mean, we, we take the, uh, the entire community approach to coastal restoration. With that being said, we've had some issues with some, uh, with some channels. Uh, we had some fishermen come out and said that you know some channels we had some low spots or whatever. So we went out and we put some channel markers out there. So we just listened to what people would mm-hmm. tell us. The other thing is with, with coastal restoration, a lot of this stuff is done where it's not visible and mm-hmm. people can't see it. And you say, so what have you done lately? Those kind of things, or how can I get involved? Well, there are some things, some ways you can get involved. And one of the ways is plantings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done uh, we've done some mangrove planting last year. We've done some cypress tree planting last year. Uh, that's going to happen again this year. We had some problems getting volunteers last year for uh, for some of the cypress tree plantings, but but what, it wasn't the snake photo. It was not the snake <laughs> photo. It was well after the snake photo. <laughs> but what we do is we engage. We, for instance, the mangroves. We went out and collected propagules. We came back and we involved Shalmet High School mm-hmm. in a 4-H program, and we we're actually warehousing those in their greenhouse. Uh, we have over 3,000 plants right now that those kids take care of, and they're involved. Those kids are going to tell the story from here on out for us. Uh, they're going to tell their parents, and you know they're a great messenger. Uh, for the Carnarvon, we've done some cypress tree planting on there. We're going to do it again in that area, and we're trying to find some different uh, polygons to, to do some other plantings so it's more visible, maybe around some bike trails, mm-hmm. around the Forty Arpent Canal in the uh, central wetlands. So we're still working those details out right now. Uh, but it is going to happen in. Uh, When's uh, the when we doing the
3: Cypress plant? Thing? That's going to be in March. March.
0: We'll March. Please keep us posted. I mean, we'll we be will. happy to like promote that. You know, encourage people to get out and and support you because you know there really is no better way to give back directly than to do something like that. And I loved what you were saying about um, you know involving students in the students in, and 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 at Shaman High and elsewhere, because Simone and I have talked about this as well. I mean, the the notion of a coastal literacy, um, a coastal education for people growing up in um, Louisiana, you know, is so important. Sometimes, whether you live within the levee or outside, I mean, you don't always have, especially if you live within the levee system, a knowledge of kind of what your surroundings are, you know, how your environment affects you, um, whether that's through a risk or, or even the benefits of our environment. And so anything I think we can do to kind of raise our coastal literacy as a state, particularly for children and, and students living in these coastal areas is so important. And, we're actually,
3: and, Jack, just, just to punctuate that, um, as you all are aware of, You know, the large-scale engineered coastal restoration projects take a really long time to be developed. Even when they're funded, engineering and design takes time, procurement, construction, it's a really long process. And so, one of the things that the parish has really committed itself to over the past couple of years is, while we're waiting on the larger-scale restoration projects to develop, to be in perpetual motion, whether it's community education and outreach, plantings, Uh, We're very involved in the Crab Trap Rodeo that Lake Mm -hmm. Mm Pontchartreau Foundation does. Uh, We're always doing something while we're waiting on the big things to develop. And there's a lot of programs in place, and John touched on a few. Revegetation and reforestation is just one. Uh, Navigational aids is another. Um, Beneficial use of dredge material. These are all smaller scale things that we would like to do on an annual basis while some of the bigger things materialize.
0: That's great. And, um, you know, we've had, uh, you know, representatives from Weeks Marine and other large contracting firms on before. And, you know, they're hiring right now in Louisiana for some of these large scale projects. And so the more that, you know, we can equip people with those skills to be able to, you know, take jobs and get jobs here in Louisiana on Restoring the Coast, I think that's a win for everyone.
2: We're actually, um, with some of our restore money, one of our projects is workforce development through uh, Nunes Community College in St. Bernard.
0: That's awesome. Well, all right. So we have, you all are putting on, um, and and our Restore the Mississippi River Delta organization is partnering with you on an awesome event coming up on Saturday, November 18th, Cook Off for the Coast. Tell us a little bit about it and what people can expect that come out for the event.
2: Well, like Jerry had said, I mean, we're facing all kinds of problems with our coast, whether it's, you know, subsidence, sea level rise, or storm surge. But one other thing is invasive species, which is hogs and nutrients and so forth. So we we came up with the idea of having a uh, having a, a cook cook off of the coast with some invasive species. Uh, we wanted to tie it into a tailgating party with the LSU mm-hmm. game. Uh, so we went with uh, we went with the, with the hogs. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing on November 18th at Dockville Farms. Uh, it is from 11 to 4 o'clock p.m. Uh, tickets are eight dollars for ages 13 and up, and it's free for children under 12. <laughs> Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to have, uh, we're hoping to get nine teams. Uh, I think we're at six teams right now. But, so uh,
1: I hear that Shalmet's culinary program, Shalmet High's culinary program is going to be a team too, huh?
2: It's Shalmet High and Nunes Community College awesome. will be there as well. Cool. Doing some demonstration projects. We're going to have sh- uh, some local chefs that will be doing some demonstration
0: projects. Uh, uh, Nathan, Richard. yeah, Nathan Richard um, from Kevin, who we've had on the show before. And I heard, um, you know, so they're gonna have some celebrity judges, correct? Um, actually judging the, the cook-offs.
2: Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I don't know exactly.
0: A friend told me that, uh, you know, uh, Poppy Tooker with Louisiana yes. Eats, yes. um, uh, First Lady McGinnis, yes, um, correct. and Howard Conyers, who it just says check him out on Facebook, but is this the NASA guy that like oh, wow. engineered some sort of I don't know what, but it sounds interesting. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is.
1: Very cool. So the teams are going to compete too, right? And then, uh, but there's also going to have some people with tables and just have information, like you they said, kind of make it a fun atmosphere. Beer,
2: yeah. Will forgot be.
0: to mention beer. Whiskey oh, please, Island yeah. or Whiskey Bayou, right, yes, is providing right. the alcohol. Equipo, we have
2: a table out there, and I believe CPRA is going to be out there as well. They just reached out to us. Very cool. Uh, We're going to have a local, uh, I guess he's a hog. um,
1: Hog boss? Boss hog? Boss hog. Boss hog. Remember that for the
2: trophy next time. That's going to be our next uh, one
1: question, favorite 80s
2: show. Yeah, so he takes people on charters to uh, kill hogs. Mm -hmm. And he'll be out there and demonstrating what he does and stuff. Not exactly killing the hogs out there, but showing you what he does. Uh, It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of educational material for for young kids. Yeah.
1: yeah. So most of our buddies, CRCL, like Ponchartrain Basin Foundation, uh, Restore the. Vanishing Mystery Paradise, we've vanishing had paradise. on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the uh, wildlife
0: and fisheries. The wild boar legs are being provided by Charlie. Charlie. That's correct. And I hear that's a pretty cool business that he yeah. has. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This guy's pretty special. Just like the turkey legs
1: at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's and a little bigger. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and then so we're gonna have a, uh, we will have a first place prize. Something from the judges, and we'll have a People's Choice Award. So everybody who enters will have a ticket to, to uh, very cool. decide with it. And we just got the trophies in, and they are truly amazing. <laughs> uh, there's, there's an artist in Saint Bernard uh, who does a lot of metal work and stuff, Luis, and he uh, he did the trophies for us, and they're very yeah. Very we'll have to beautiful. we'll have
1: to tweet that. Yeah,
2: yeah brag love... about it a little bit. So. Yeah. So that will be on. Uh, we're gonna blast that on Facebook. Uh, we just got them oh, in wow. today. Yeah, we're looking also. at the picture
0: <laughs> of uh, the. Uh, the trophy and it's really sweet. Yeah, we'll you really want out. to come Very out and cool. see it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So tickets, you can buy them in advance. Yes.
2: Yes, you can. Uh, you need to go to a website. It's uh cook off of the coast. I'm sorry, coastcookoff. Splash that. Dot
1: Splash that.
0: Yeah, coastcookoff. Splash that. Um. And I understand. Um. Some of the proceeds are going to a good cause. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. The proceeds are going to go to the uh, Saint Bernard Wetland Foundation uh and we hope to have a project with those guys soon with some sort of planting very
0: awesome cool. well ch- definitely be sure to check out um cook off for the coast um that is november 18th at dockville farm which is also just a beautiful property yes, it it's and really incredible we can't
2: thank the Muriel foundation enough for uh lending their support they've been very very helpful for
0: everything we do in St. Bernard Parish.
1: So cash bar, live music, silent auction, kids activities.
0: LSU versus Tennessee. Yes. You won't have to miss the game.
1: Yep. Okay, so we're going to take a break right now. We'll come back. We'll talk to you guys just a little bit more. And then we'll wrap up the show. This is the MoMA Laws. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM.
0: All right, we're back, and you're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM, also online at deltadispatches.org. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Bear with Audubon, Louisiana.
1: And I'm hungry. Like, this always happens. We talked about the...
0: Too Rocky, much Rocky's talk. Rocky and Carlos. Yeah, Carl yeah is.
1: like last time we were talking about about Nathan Richard, and we were talking about the freshwater dinner series at Cavan. I'm like, I'm just hungry. Right it's time to eat. So thank you guys for being on with us the whole show. And Thank you for having us. We are. It's a badge of honor here to be a repeat guest. I'm shaking my head, you know. Um, but it's really, really something that you guys have been on with us the whole show. Four
0: segments. I don't know if we've ever had a I think four so. segment. Yeah. I think wow. So. You're work, you working hard to get that yeah. car. <laughs> you are, you are well-liked around she here. She is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still yeah. working for that, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so just to recap, um, so there is an event coming up, um, and there are tickets available now. Um, so it's the Cook-Off for the Coast, uh, the In Benefits the St. Bernard Wetlands Foundation. Uh, we were just talking about that um they help provide a lot of the trees for some of the uh, volunteer plantings and one of our partners in lake pontchartrain basin foundation helps them as Mm -hmm. well so that's a nice full circle
0: yeah um and go online to get tickets coast cook dot dot com yeah Yeah. get them early um speaking of lake pontchartrain basin foundation we were talking about this during the break um i think john lopez was on the show at one point talking about but it's pretty interesting event tell us about the crab trap rodeo that you all partner with uh lake pontchartrain basin foundation on
3: well, last year, the Crab Trap Rodeo was based out of uh, Sweetwater Marina in Delacro. They picked up several thousand traps. Uh, they're sort of scaling it up this year. The goal is to pick up 18,000 traps. Oh, wow. There's going to be two separate closures in St. Bernard Parish. There's going to be one closure north of the MRGO for a couple of weeks and one south of the MRGO for a couple of weeks.
1: And that all depends on the season and things like that. They time all that out. Well, the
3: dates have already been set for the okay. closures. And so, actually, this morning, we were out on the site in Hopedale just kind of going over some logistical things, but it's amazing the amount of crab traps that are out there. When we ran the sweep last year out of Sweetwater, there was basically an, a never ending wow. influx mm-hmm. of traps being brought to the dock. And we know that there are tens of thousands more. And of course, more being, uh, being lost in the water every day. So, um,
1: so what do y'all do with them when y'all collect them? That must be quite a pile of. Crab yes, traps.
3: it
2: is. We, uh, we smash them, uh, put them in dumpsters and haul them off to the landfill. Mm-hmm. But however, they are talking now of trying to do some kind of recycling yeah, program. Yeah, what could you do with them, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. So there's discussions right now. And I know a lot of people in St. Bernard would like to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And we use those for coastal restoration. Somewhat, yeah,
0: mm-hmm, for sure. sure. Um, do you get a prize for most uh, uh, traps collected?
3: Actually, last year, uh, uh, Jack Payne, who's the owner of Sweetwater Marina, was light, nice enough to give out some prizes. Awesome. So yeah, some people nice. got some free nights at his lodge for being the leaders. And But I can tell you, the um, whether they physically picked up the traps or not, the biggest source of information as far as determining where these traps are are commercial fishermen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shrimpers, of course, they catch the abandoned traps in their nets and so forth. And so um, we actually did a mapping exercise with commercial fishermen in St. Bernard oh, yeah. to pinpoint Smart. some of those areas. Yeah. And it turned out to be really useful. And so, of course, now that we're stepping up our game to try to get 18,000, we'll probably be doing similar outreach.
0: And Jerry, you said that's going to be next year, kind of uh, in February, February. you said? Second
3: half of February, first half of
0: March. Awesome. Um, Well, tell us also a little bit about, um, you know, we were talking about the the cook-off for the coast. And obviously, one of the things you're highlighting are kind of invasive species and and wild feral hogs. How have um, hogs? Damaged St. Bernard wetlands, St. Bernard marshes. Uh, I mean, it's hap- a coastwide problem, obviously. Yeah, it's but. a
2: coastwide problem. And we see more and more hogs in St. Bernard Parish. And, you know, listen, they're on the levees, they're tearing up. All you gotta do is ride through Biloxi Marsh, and you can see them everywhere. Uh, it, it's just a huge problem. Them and the Nutria as well. We just thought that, that you know hogs would be more appealing and yeah. appetizing than, than a Nutria. <laughs> yeah. But you know
1: next year we're Need gonna change the fur fashion yeah. show. Yeah. I think hey, Big the, the fur fashion show. <laughs> you just
0: want to bring up my Nutria fur fanny pack again?
1: <laughs> huh. oh, Maybe God. once. And the fact that um, they do the dog treats. That's that true. My dog loves, my dog love
0: loves the Nutria Marsh dog treats. Tastes well, like you grass. know
3: one of the, one of the challenges that we're gonna face going forward is really. The more marsh creation that we do and the more ridge restoration that we do and the more coastal restoration that we do in general are really giving the feral hogs more pathways to accessing new parts of the marsh that they haven't eaten up already. And so as we step up our restoration game, We also need to step up our game with regard to the feral hog. And so hopefully we can bring some awareness to that at this
0: event. Right. And we've had um, folks from Quipper on in the past to talk about their, you know, trapping program for nutria and, and kind of some of the successes that they've seen, at least with that invasive species. So hopefully you can see that more across the board.
1: So thank you guys for being with us today. We're well, thank very you. Thank you for having us. We it's enjoyed always it. nice to have people in the studio. I always say that too. We too. hope that we're invited
0: back.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're well, barely it's... scratching the surface tonight.
1: So you have to bring your kids so they can see that this is part of your job, right, too? Like like my kids, Ben and Penny, are I... like, yeah, you talk on the radio. You would right? need about, about
0: a two-hour show if <laughs> I bring that crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd love to have you back. Maybe next time we could do it live from Rocking Carlos. Yeah. Do that a, be a, little... a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. A little. If I
1: get my pass in, right? I know I won't fully get a license, but if you let me in so let's talk about a couple of things coming up uh so cpra is not going to have their monthly meeting on november 15th that was canceled i know i
0: saw that that was canceled yeah
1: yeah, they usually do almost every year they combine um the november december meeting just because of timing and things like that too so that was out today but there's a couple of volunteer you guys are free you guys are f- free next Wednesday, so <laughs> we enjoy um, the
2: CPRA meetings. If you're listening,
0: <laughs>
1: so there are a couple um, events coming up. If you, um, there's lights at the lake. We've yeah. talked about that before. That's it's so crazy.
0: Cool. I mean, obviously the weather today's cooled down. I can't yeah. believe we're approaching I Thanksgiving. I like today. I know. So. And I was driving down Canal to get here, and you know all the displays are up. They have yeah. wreaths and Christmas trees. We so still I need guess to be thankful first. It's that time that. of the year. I know. We yeah, need, but. but
1: lights at the lake is December 9th from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and that's at the New Canal Lighthouse. and we we talked to jerry and john a lot today about volunteer opportunities we talked to you about your own experience um and there's a couple of those coming up too
0: yeah i mean crcl uh coalition north shore coast of louisiana is still doing a ton of um plantings and volunteer events really in in december at the end of this month so you can go to lake Lake moore Carnarvon. um You know, there's uh, Oyster Shell Bagging. I think that's down in in Bura. So go online to um, crcl.org to their volunteer page, and you can see all those opportunities. Sign up. Bring your team, bring your family, bring your neighbors. You know, it's a great day, a great way to give back.
1: Yeah, very good. And next week, we have a big show already planned.
0: Right, yeah. So um, our coalition, you know, we work a lot on um, various large-scale restoration projects and discussing their importance. Um, And so we're going to be highlighting some of the kind of key restoration projects um, that are part of the Coastal Master Plan. We're actually taking some folks out um, to the Moripaw Swamp. So another day uh, uh, out of the office. new favorite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but it is—it's is an iconic um, area, so important from an ecological standpoint, and also for storm surge protection for areas around the river parishes, North Shore, even up into Baton Rouge. So we're going to be highlighting how important that that swamp is and the need to maintain it into the future. Very
1: cool. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah,
0: what you got going on next week, Simone? You know,
1: it's Penny's birthday this weekend, so it is all about her princess, um, the Penny. four-year-old that that uh, will be five and bosses us around. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she maybe get some hog for her, yeah. for her birthday. So, yeah, hope we have a good weekend. How about you? You got a game this weekend? Is it a match? A I game? have no what?
0: game this weekend. No. actually, I have a game on the 18th in the nice. morning. So, I'm gonna do my game and then come to cook off for the coast. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah, well, if I don't break anything. We're
1: so thankful to John and Jerry. Thank you guys so much today. Yep. So you'll catch us next week on WGSO 990 Delta Dispatches. We'll talk to you then.